happy Friday. Welcome back to the podcast. Um, yes, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, I hope that we are accompanying you whilst you do something delightful, like traveling to your summer house or enjoying your commute home, knowing that you've got the weekend ahead of you. Um, but I'm just glad that we're able to accompany you somewhere. Um, so today, this week's podcast, we've managed to do a bi-weekly podcast. That's amazing. Um, after all these weeks of me going, yes, we will do a weekly podcast. Ha 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 ha. Um, it hasn't worked out like that. And I'm really sorry. I feel like I end up apologizing every time we do this podcast. Um, things are a bit tricky at the moment. We're trying to fit in a lot of stuff. And uh, but I'm so glad that we have got this in the can and ready for you. Um, because the conversation that we're about to have with our with this week's guest is mega important. Um, and it's something that comes up in many conversations that I have with many people that I meet through Little Bear Abroad, particularly expats and immigrants. Um, so this week's guest on the podcast is a lady called Justina Dimitri, who is a talk therapist and she specialises in working with immigrants expats, migrants, people who have experienced a geographic change or shift in their lives. Um, And we talked about self-compassion and how to allow yourself the space and the um, removal of judgment, of thought, of, of fear from dealing with emotions that can arise if you go through change or upheaval. Um, and I think it, it's, a, it's a very complex issue, I have to say. Um, and of course, we, we, have, we, we didn't have time to, to deep dive into it. But I would be really interested if anybody has any comments or feedback about this particular um, conversation that I had with Justina. Maybe there was something else that we missed and that you want to know more about. Maybe there's a topic of conversation that you don't feel we covered adequately. Um, please do get in touch. Send us an email. We'd be like them or leave us a little note on um, uh, iTunes. Um, and also when you're there, whilst you're leaving a note on iTunes, can you please rate us? That would be amazing because if we rate, if you rate us, then more people are going to find us. Yeah, so give us five stars. <laughs> um, anyway, so let's get down to brass tacks and uh, listen to this conversation that I had with Justina. She's going to introduce herself um, and let you know um, a little bit more about her. Enjoy. Justina, thank you for joining me on the podcast today. Um, I know this is a bit weird because we're looking at each other at the same time as recording this, and I don't often do that when I'm interviewing people remotely. Anyway. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's uh, it's like we're FaceTiming, but it's being recorded for a, for a podcast. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> um, so just to give everybody a bit of background, um, last week, uh, Justina co-hosted um, Mama Method, which is the event network that Little Bear Abroad uh, runs for international women living in Stockholm. Um, and anybody is welcome to come. And the next event that we have is on the 11th of June, and it's with Curly Fonts. little plug in there. Um, uh, but the session that we ran with Justina last week was about self-compassion, particularly for expats, immigrants, um, anybody who was going through major upheaval in their lives or change, um, and about how to acknowledge that change and then deal with it in a 
yeah, in, in a compassionate way towards yourself. Would you say that's the, the case? Yeah. 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 And um, yeah. <laughs> so do you want to introduce yourself and, and tell everybody what it is that you do? That would probably be. All right. Yeah, that, that would be a good idea. Um, so uh, I'm a talk therapist based in, in Stockholm. Um, I'm also a PhD candidate in, in psychology, uh, where my research focuses on uh, treatment of, of schizophrenia, but, you know, and, and psychosis as well. Mm. <laughs> it was funny when you said that during the mama murder everybody went oh okay Scary. <laughs> there was a couple of there was a couple of questions about are, are how do you know if we're not one <laughs> but uh, yeah so um but you're particularly interested in the sort of immigrant expat group as yeah. well yes definitely having been That's... one having been one yourself Definitely, definitely. I mean, I moved here when I was eight and I, I traveled quite a bit as well and lived in, in several countries, including uh, England and Egypt, and mm. now I'm back here. So I have been an expat immigrant uh, pretty much my whole life. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. And, um, and, Clinically, that's what I that, that's what I work with the most. So individuals who, you know, just came here. Um, so I'm I'm very interested in in questions and mm. with regard to expansion yeah. and yeah. And, and I think um, and this is not this is not intended to be a personal therapy session for me in any way, shape, or form. But I think I have to draw on my own experience here to be able to. Mm kind of connect the dots for listeners um and i i have to say that my personal experience of mental health while i've been an expat i mean my eyes have been completely opened to really what the term mental health means um Mm. and how everybody has mental health um uh, it's just some people have better mental health than others um and i think my uh, my mental health has been challenged a lot um going whilst going through this huge change of 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 living in a new country also becoming a parent um you know also having to take on new a new cultural identity um and i think that for me is where i want to kind of bring awareness um to a lot of other people or for a lot of other people who have been in this or who are going through the same situation is that you know there is there's no hiding from it (laughs) i think that's the best way for me to put it you know even if you prepare yourself physically mentally emotionally and you pack up all of these toolboxes and and yeah you can never prepare yourself enough for the 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 challenges that you face when change takes place i think that's oh yeah definitely and and you know what's really hard is um when you have what's referred to as outer safety you have the job you have the house you have the relationship, 
And so on a checklist, you have it all. Mm. Um, and I think that's, it's, it's very difficult to recognize what you're going through, especially when you have everything on the checklist, every, yeah. every, everything that should make you, you know, safe and sound. Mm. Um, and I think a lot of people see that and a lot of people don't realize that, you know, a lot of people are going through the same thing. Yeah. Um, you know, only when you realize that you're not alone and this is a journey that um, a lot of expats are also going through. Mm. Um, and we may all, you know, seem to have it all, but, um, but we don't. Mm. Uh, um, um, yeah. Yeah. I, I think um, well, it's interesting that you said that you said you referred to your outside safety checks. And yeah, I think um, one thing that we do have to acknowledge in this situation is actually there's going to be a lot of people listening who don't have that checklist checked mm. off. Mm. Um, everybody knows that finding a job, particularly for female migrants, mm-hmm. um, mm. is a huge challenge, um, yeah. particularly right now um, in the Swedish uh, job market. Mm. Um, and that, especially for somebody who has come here from having a successful career um, mm. in with uh, many accolades and mm. has then made the decision to move for, it could be for any reason, because lifestyle, mm love family whatever yeah and suddenly finds themselves in the situation where they don't have the same role or responsibilities mm. or yeah the identity that goes along mm. with working and and mm. being autonomous and also being financially independent which is yeah. something that goes with being you know with work in these yeah. days um yeah. I mean, for me, I can tell you right now, that was crushing. It's absolutely mm. crushing. And to be honest mm. with you, I think I'm still not really, I still really haven't dealt with that kind of thing. I've, mm. I mean, I've, I'd worked since, I'd been financially independent and worked since the age of about 17. Mm. Mm. And that was just how, but that, I mean, and it was from, it was from no, no external pressure. It's just, that's just how I yeah. was. I just felt yeah. like that's how I had to, you know, in order to get on in life, I had, you have to work, you have to earn a paycheck. And um, I just presumed, <laughs> this was five years ago, um, but I just presumed that I would be able to slip into a job mm. over in Sweden, which looking back on it now is just so naive. I mean, even if the job yeah. market was better than it is now how naive was that of me to think that I had you know I had the kind of this it was some sort of very strange privilege that I had in my head thinking that I would be able to just you know get a job in Sweden without having to do you know language training or upskilling or anything like that Mm. so I think it's been um for me the loss of identity in 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 work has really yeah affected 
my sense of self yeah and in that respect um and and of course that sense of self then leads to confidence it leads to socializing it leads to the ability to make decisions it leads to you know so many other little things that go along with with that i mean i'm god i'm no psychologist i don't know these things i mean you'd be much in a much better position to explain that connection between you know loss of identity loss of or or lack of self-confidence in oneself to yeah the next stage which is yeah you know yeah, beginning well, to finding yourself finding yourself sitting in your house 24 hours a day not going outside you know how does yeah mm, i mean you're you're completely right and that is the experience of a lot of people and you know it's it's really about um re-evaluating the situation and asking yourself you know the important questions uh meaning am i really gonna define all aspects of my identity with the the paycheck or mm. payslip yeah. or you know, that number that is inserted in my bank account by mm. the end of the month? Mm. Mm. Does that really define who I am? And I think when you put it that way, mm. surprisingly, a lot of people would say, no, I, I, I should not define myself. I shouldn't define my identity with a number. Mm. It is important, of course. I mean, being financially independent, you know, especially in... in um, Western, in the Western culture is very important. Um, but is it important enough to change how I look or, or kind of to alter the way I see myself yeah. and mm-hmm. my identity? Mm-hmm. And, and what, another thing that you mentioned is, is language. And I think, you know, a lot of people would want to think that if only, if only we were fluent in Swedish. Yeah. Um, and I understand that language is a big part of, mm. uh, of the Swedish culture. And, you know, um, more and more people are not forgiving <laughs> with, you know, how you pronounce everything. But again, you know, I have seen examples of people who did not know Swedish and they were, they just threw themselves out there in the culture. Yeah. So we ca- we can't make language the issue, we can't or the excuse, it, or the yeah. excuse. Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely, completely agree with you. Um, it's about daring to kind of let yourself show up. Remember, we were we were talking mm. about showing up mm. before mm. and allowing yourself to show up, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then and then everything else will come. Mm-hmm. It's very mm-hmm. hard. It yeah. is, but yeah. but you know, if because, you don't do that, mm. um, the consequences of letting finance define your identity and your self-image mm-hmm. and the language being an excuse to not, mm-hmm. you know, showing up in the society mm-hmm. is a lot worse. Yeah, mm. because there is. <sighs> There was one other thing um, that we talked about, uh, you know, you, you mentioned sort of showing up 
Uh, and that was something that featured quite heavily in, in last week's Mama Murta with everybody who was there. Um, but how can people, I mean, this is a question um, probably too broad to, for you to be able to answer now, but how can people who have developed so much resentment and negativity towards the situation that they are currently living in, mm. how do they find the strength to show up? Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, you have to ask yourself, like, back home, wherever I was living before or in the previous job, was I happy? Mm-hmm. Did I have no problems? Absolutely zero problems. And more times than not, the answer will be no, of course. I mean, you know, you moved here for a reason, for one reason or another, mm. or you changed um, your your job for one reason or another. Yeah. So, you know, once you reach that um, conclusion, uh, then you're able to kind of reevaluate what part of it is it the society and the situation and what part of it is it my interpretation of what's going on? Mm, mm, mm-hmm. Because that's something that I'm really aware of is that, um, you know, we, there, I've, I've met some people who are, um, have for one reason or another, not had a great start to their mm. lives or life abroad in in a new country and ten time, nine times out of ten i have to admit it's got something to do with expectations mm. their yeah. expectations of a new life starting abroad or even what life would be like in sweden is vastly different from the reality mm. Mm. but at that point they've become so entrenched in this um, negativity and resentment that it's, it's actually very difficult to talk somebody around anything. Mm. Um, and I think it's at that point, it's very difficult for somebody to even be able to go, can I look at the positivities? Mm. I mean, how does, I mean, how does a, you, how would, as a therapist, how would you approach that? I mean, I know that, you know, you've just, you, you said, you know, yeah, we would talk about life back home and so on and so forth, but yeah. Is there even a way that can, you can, that somebody themselves can prevent themselves from getting that, getting to that point? Or, I mean, it's such a hard quest because it's so difficult. Everybody's an individual, but. Well, you know, it goes, it goes back to, you know, just really looking at your long-term goals. Uh, so are, are my long-term goals is to like just live here for the rest of my life and, 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 and so on or not. And if your thoughts are not in line with your long-term goals, then you have to do something about it. Because we really need to remember that thoughts are not facts. They're, mm. they're really not. Thoughts are just thoughts, and we, you know, we have, we have all these stimuli going on around us, mm. and um, so it makes it very difficult to differentiate between mm. what's reality, what's my interpretation, what are ideas and thoughts that I have that have been, 
you know, given to me from other people. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Because you might be th- thinking something that's really not your perception, not your take on things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, um, I guess I, that, my, yeah, okay. <laughs> I guess that's where we, I guess that's where the self compassion comes in, isn't it? That's where the that's where the act of self compassion and self care starts to happen when you yeah. start to go okay, I'm having these thoughts yeah. and that's all they are. They're just yeah. thoughts and I yeah. just need to let that, let them, you know, float on by, watch them yeah. as they fly away and, yeah. and, and just, you know, you know, stop beating myself up in my head about whatever it is that, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm angry about or I'm feeling guilty about or I'm feeling hurt about um and let's do some yeah yeah I mean for me I I can't talk for anybody else but for me meditation is the best form of of self-care because it reminds me it brings me back to that thing of these are just thoughts yeah. They are not actions. They cannot hurt you. They cannot, mm. you know, they cannot cause you any damage. You know, they're nothing but thoughts that are not acted upon. And yeah. you, you have the choice to do something about them. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, as hard as it seems to let go of some of these thoughts, you know, once you just try it, you know, one mm-hmm. time you mm-hmm. don't regret it. Mm-hmm. Um, and definitely self-compassion is a big part of it. You remind yourself that, you know, whatever it is that I am perceiving may, may not be as true as I think it is. Um, and you kind of just have to remind yourself that, Right now, at this very moment, as I'm like, you know, sitting back uh, in my sofa, mm. I'm okay. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think for me, anyway, my experience of self care and self compassion has been that once I have started to slowly let go of the the thoughts or feelings that were you know, in my head, it, it makes you feel lighter. It does. I mean, it's such a crappy analogy to use. It's a bit of a cliche, but it does. And, and it clears your head for opportunity. Yeah, It clears your head for possibility and allows you to see things a little bit more brighter, a little bit more clearer. Um, and I think that's where people can start to reclaim their identity or self mm. sense of self or, yeah. or, you know, that kind of, yeah. I mean, yeah, that may, we're, I mean, obviously us sitting here, we're, we're, you know, making it sound all very easy and you know, letting it's go not. of thoughts and stuff. And it's, it really is not. And it takes a lot of practice and it takes a lot of time and, but there are some really good, there are some really good exercises out there that you can do. 
um, and apps, the apps, there's some brilliant apps out there that you can use yeah. Um, yeah. to help and, yeah. and guide you through the, the process. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, um, well, c- can I mention one of the of apps course. that I, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, one of the apps that I, you know, I use with, even with my daughter because they have a program for, for three to six year olds. Mm-hmm. It's called uh, Smiling Mind. Yes, I know that one. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. That's a, yeah. So that, that's a very helpful one. And you know, just going back to what you were saying about expectations and and self compassion and so on. Um, I think judgment is a huge part of it. And to allow yourself to let go of judgments that you have towards yourself, towards, you know, being an expat, towards, because just calling yourself that Mm -hmm. is a label that kind of, it bears meaning Mm. that may not be in line with how you see yourself. Yeah. And if you just allow yourself to let go of all these judgments and not label yourself, that that would make it easier mm. um and a good way to start is by learning how to describe things and not label them so it could yeah. be describing a room that you're in um without putting any adjectives to the room yeah that and was then, one of the exercises that we did in yes. the on the on tuesday night yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it was really yeah. very very effective yeah yeah mm-hmm. and 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 it's so amazing when you you know when you're sitting down there trying to describe the room and then you notice the judgments that you're making mm-hmm. and then you notice how you're letting them go yeah exactly and so once you master doing that to a room then you kind of you, you can turn to yourself and do it to yourself you know yeah. notice your judgment notice how you're judging other people and yourself in every given given situation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then since you've been really good at describing the room and not judging it, you'll be really good at describing what's going on without judging the situation or yourself. And one thing when you're doing that to people and situations is to remember that you're not a fortune teller, you're not a mind reader, and therefore you cannot make a judgment on something that you do not see. Yes, yes, that is so, Um, so true. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's something that we are all too good at. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> judging. Judging, you know, without actually knowing about the story behind that particular situation or yeah. that person or I um oh yeah. I mean, I think in a way technology and and social media and da 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 has kind of allowed us to become even more judgmental in that sense. And it's sort of baked, it's now like baked into us. Like we Mm. can make judgments based Mm. on one picture. That's it. And because commercial, because marketing and PR and and all that kind of stuff, they have become so good at signaling these little things in our, you know, heads about, Mm. you know, this means this and that means that. We're automatically like, oh, there's a judgment. There's another one. There's a, we're inferring, we're inferring and judging all of these different things. So we, yeah, so it was, when we did the exercise last Tuesday, it was 
incredibly it was it was so fast it didn't it wasn't even a it didn't take time or or practice or anything like that you know the minute you sort of just took away you were you you just said okay I don't want you to use any adjectives at all describe the room Mm-hmm. And instantaneously, I looked at the windows and I was thinking, oh my goodness, they're very dirty windows. And I kind of had to stop myself from, you know, I really had to put my hand over my mouth and say, there is a judgment that's right there. No, Jill, they are just windows. That's it. That's yeah. all they are. Yeah. Um, so I, um, yeah, I think it's, uh, it's a very enlightening exercise to, tr- yeah. to try. Um, if you if you if you find yourself kind of going, ooh, I think I'm getting a little bit too embedded in this particular way of thinking. It's a yeah. very clever exercise to try out, um, and I, I I wholeheartedly agree with you on judgment being very very connected to how people interpret their experiences. Yeah. Um, 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 and and you know, it's uh, I don't I don't really, but again, it does take time and practice to to be able to see past that and overcome it. It's yeah. not something that takes place overnight. We're so eager to, and this is something I talked about as well at the Mama Mata. But um, I think it's so important, and I have to to you know, mention it here as well. We're so eager to categorize ourselves. Mm. And what you said about, you know, PR and social media and all of that, you know, we really want to be a part of it all. We want to be the ones with the cute picture, mm. you know, yep. picture of success that everyone else is envying and looking at. And, you know, when you stop judging and when you stop trying to categorize yourself as one thing or another, that's when you're doing your, your identity, your self image as well, a big favor Mm. because in reality, you know, people fall in and out and of categorizations all the time. Um, And so it's all, it's, it's very important not to, not to let yourself, not to define yourself. Um, with one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you had one piece of advice, this is a difficult one to answer, but mm. if you had one thing that you wanted to, the one message that you wanted to get across to expats who could be going through a little bit of an identity crisis right now, because of change, because of upheaval, what would you, what would you, what advice would you proffer? Oh, wow. That, that is very hard. And like, as you were asking that, a lot of things were going through my head. <laughs> but, um, but it would definitely be not to doubt yourself. Um, And this is not to say that your identity will not change. Yeah. It will certainly change, but let it change under your own terms, in your own time, in your own way, you know. And whenever you're confused about that, just think of your long-term goals. 
okay, what am I trying to achieve here? Mm -hmm. And kind of um, use the right tools to get you there. I think that's actually a really good, I mean, you've mentioned that a couple of times now about, you know, looking at your long-term goals. Yeah. And anybody who was thinking or is thinking about moving to a different country or, or doing the, the immigrant thing or the expat thing, that I, I, would, I would say that's the place to start. You know, think about what is it that you want to achieve by, by going there? What is it you want to achieve in your life? What is it that you yeah. want to feel proud of, um, accomplished, um, and so on? Yeah. Um, that you know, they, they don't have, they're not have, they don't have to be career related or, yeah. or financially related or, you know, they just, yeah. you, you, something that you are, you have to do in your life. Yeah, and then that you want to do as well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, and, and, um, and I mean that, and when I say have to, I mean that you, you, you know, you really want to do in, mm. in with your life. Um, and and when you're planning this 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 um, trip abroad, especially if you have a family, um, mm. a husband or a partner or a wife or so on, you know, talk about it with them, and say to them, you know, I, I'm moving country, you're going to be working, I'm not, but I want to still be able to achieve these things, mm. and keep that dialogue open all. Yeah the time um because a lot of the time i've i hear stories from people about their feel they feel trapped they get to a point when they've moved country they've you know they've 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 done the they've done the expat thing they've moved for work for a job or for a career um most of the time for their husband and and they're in also at the point where they're having to resettle an entire a whole family with small children and all, and they get to a point where they start to feel trapped and that's yeah. when resentment comes in yeah. because they haven't spent the time going what do i want out of this mm-hmm. you know, we're making yeah. this move because there's there's a, an opportunity a career opportunity involved a lifestyle opportunity involved we can get something out of this because that's that's true of moving to sweden it's a great place to raise children and raise a family but what is it that you as an individual want and 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 take that with you because that that seems to be the thing that's missing from a lot of people's experiences yes i'm aware of yeah, that, that is a very important question to ask because, you know, if you're moving for a partner or if you're moving for a better lifestyle, especially for your children, mm. then with time, these goals are going to fade away Yeah, and you're going to be left to yourself. Mm. And so it is really important to think, okay, so what am I getting out of this? Why am I doing this? Yeah. Um, and it's not selfish to ask that question. It's Absolutely not selfish not. in any way to ask that question at Absolutely all. Absolutely not. Um, because you're a human being too, and you des- yeah. <laughs> deserve to have the, you know, yeah, fulfilling and, and yeah. Absolutely not. And then, you know, as you're there in the new country, trying to figure out, you know, where you stand, where do you fit in? Mm. Um, just remember, not 
you don't just because you're trying to figure out where you fit in does not mean that you have to fit in into one of the preset categories yeah and just allow yourself to be by because you know again it goes it actually goes back to you know describing and not judging because when you start doing that then you you know that people are not judging you because you have stopped that 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 is not your mindset anymore mm. when you stop judging you become you think that you're less you're what do you call it that people are not judging you back mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when you stop thinking that people are judging you, then you can be. It's freeing. It's not, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's it. It's as soon as you don't, I mean, like, and then it goes back to the whole thing. As soon as you stop caring, even if people were judging you, mm. it becomes a whole different ball game. You know, you can, you can, yeah, abs- yeah. You can get on with the rest of your life basically. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you really do need to remind yourself that, we really don't know if people are, are judging or not because we cannot read their minds. Yeah. If it has not been said, if it has not been done, then it doesn't exist. Yeah. yeah. And that's okay. a very important reminder. And you know what? This is applicable to other, other things in life, like in relationships. Mm. If it has not been done, if it has not been said, then it did not exist. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Thank you very much for taking the time to sit with me tonight and talk over this. I really appreciate it. Is there anything else that you would like to, is there anything else that you would like to mention or say? Um, you know, cause you also mentioned the part about being um, resisting or being in denial of, you know, going through hardship. Mm. And, you know, if I were to just, you know, give a piece of advice, if you want to know whether you're going through hardship or not, you have to ask yourself, are you, are you angry all the time or Mm. most of the time? Um, Are little things bothering you? Do you, do you find yourself criticizing everything Mm-hmm. Um, or most mm-hmm. of the things mm-hmm. and if you're answering yes to a lot of these questions then this is where you kind of have to um, acknowledge what you're going through yeah and do something about it whether it's you know through self-help or seeking professional help but you you really need to self-reflect yeah and that, that is that is you absolutely hit the nail on the head there that is um a very very good piece of, of advice in terms of acknowledging mm. or recognizing mm. um you know a symptom of what could be yeah uh, a bigger a bigger issue um yeah and uh yeah when i always used to think yeah, if you ever find yourself saying it would never happen like that in my country dot 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 mm. dot dot mm-hmm. that is like the first sign for me yeah that somebody is in culture shock or is in denial or is in, you know, that kind of precipitous anger stage of, so um, yeah, that's a really good place to end on. If, if you Mm -hmm. are, if you are angry, if you're constantly angry or upset Mm. or on the edge, there's Mm. something else that's going on there. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Cause you are the common, you are the common denominator. (laughs) 
<laughs> as harsh as that sounds. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, yeah, again, thank you, Justina. That was a, a fantastic, good place to end. Um, where yeah. can people find your details if they are looking for somebody um, to talk to that is a specialist in, in this area? How can people get in touch with you? Uh, well, through my website, it's therapy.ten. Therapypoint.com. Okay, we'll and put that on the find, we'll put that on the show notes so that people can see it. Yeah, you'll find all my contact details. Thank you so much for having me today. Oh no, thank you, thank you. It was great, and thank you so much for doing Mama Met It last week. We're going to be having another session with you in August, mm-hmm. which we still yeah. need to actually um, confirm. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Great. Thanks so much. Bye, Justina. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. And that's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. We really hope that you were able to take something away from the conversation that Justina and I had. If you would like to know more information about what Justina does, or if you'd like to get in touch with her directly, please do check out her website. It's in the show notes for this episode. Um, And uh, remember that we will be doing another session with her in August via Mama Met It. So you can follow everything that Mama Met It does uh, via Instagram at Mama Met It um, or via littlebearbroad.com. Now normally at this point in the show we would do a little roundup of what we had on our weekend planner but we've actually run out of time. Oh! So we, I would suggest that you go on to littlebearbroad.com the, the, the weekend, um, the events calendar and check out what we have highlighted on this weekend's um, plans. So please do check that out. Um, lastly, we are still looking for sponsors for the, for the podcast. Please do get in touch with us if you're interested in advertising your business or services via our podcast um, and uh, become one of our partners in uh, reaching so many international parents in Stockholm. So from me, Jill, to you, our lovely listeners, have a wonderful weekend. Bye.